You're listening to Binging the Devils for a One Piece Manga Read-Through Podcast, where sometimes during the binge, we take a break, kick back, and put on a movie or TV special. And sometimes, we even bring along friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Binging the Devil's Fruit. This is episode 22, where we review One Piece the Movie Clockwork Island Adventure. I am your host, John Mugiwara Jam, joined as always by my co-host, Jab Peanut. Hey, and we got a third guest joining us. Yes, for the very first time on Binging the Devil's Fruit history, we have our first guest, and our guest is... Uh, fittingly enough, named Luffy. How are you doing today, Luffy? I'm doing all right, actually. Thank you for having me. I didn't realize it was you guys' first guest. I'm honored. Yeah, I, I, I put out a, like a little uh, tweet on Twitter. It's like, hey, I know a lot of One Piece fans, and I wanted to see if I can get some guests, because uh, I'm going to be taking Austin on a 210-episode journey. Yeah. So maybe we, we should uh, see if we had anybody who's interested. And surely enough, you you would uh, responded back when we were getting ready to do our next movie. Austin is now done with the East Blue arc, and we figured, well, I want to time the movies and everything around when um, the... Uh, when we get to the, when they were released during the manga and mm-hmm. sure uh, clockwork Island adventure was Sanji's first movie. So made sense to do that right after, uh, well, I checked the wiki and they said, Oh, it's after rogue town because they know about his bounty and everything. So I'm like, okay, then we'll wait till uh, East blue's done. So that's what we're doing today. Everyone. Awesome. Well, first, Luffy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and like how you got into One Piece? Like that, like I don't, I don't want to jump right into the movie. I want to like, you know, get your thoughts and everything before we do. Oh, no problem. So, Hi, I'm Luffy. There's really not a huge amount to tell. I'm a big anime nerd, and I have been since I was a teeny, tiny little baby who was watching Pokemon and didn't know that it was some sort of special type of animation that came from a completely different country. But uh, around, I want to say 12 or 13 is when Shonen Jump started getting published here, and that is how it came across One Piece. Yeah, we we have a a similar story. Yep. And Naruto and One Piece became my teenage obsessions. And uh, around the same time, I was diagnosed with Ehlers-Danlos, which is a connective tissue disorder. And one of the Mm. things that it does is make your skin all squishy and rubbery. And so my friends started calling me Luffy. Oh, and oh. that stuck with me for the next couple of decades. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. This is the first time I heard about this story. I, I thought you chose that name because you accidentally mispronounced it as Luffy. Yes, that is part of it. We did originally pronounce it as Luffy, which I'm totally fine with it still being that way. Uh, but um, we thought that was funny, so it never really changed. But the original application of it was because... Uh, I have EDS. Mm, that, 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 Everybody just thought that was humorous. Oh well, yeah. I, I, I that's that's definitely an uh, interesting story. Mine's just I'm I'm a One Piece nerd, and I so I, I can I can tell this story too. I don't know if I told this on the first episode. Um, we had a very similar uh, introduction to One Piece, but why I call myself Mugimura JM originally. Uh, I had a st- even stupider username by the name of Sonic Godzilla fan when I was a teenager. Uh, you uh, well. know that deep memory from that. Uh, and then, and then I found out v- way, way, way too late from my mother. Like, was we, uh, my email was tied to Comcast, and uh, when you change services, you lose access to your email. I found out way too late that we were switching over to. Um, uh, 
that's a Verizon or something. I don't I don't remember which. And uh, mm-hmm. she did not tell me in time to get my uh, affairs in order, making an email. So I said, "Oh my God, what do I do? I lost all my emails." And I'll, here's also the sad thing: that email account is the one where I uh, asked Christine out, but in the first place. So I don't ha- I don't have the original uh, messages where I asked her out. Um, so. What ended up happening? I was like, I was talking to my friends, like, oh my god, what do I do? And I was like, dude, why didn't why did you switch to Gmail? Because like, that way you can keep it, and then you can uh, uh, even when you switch services, you never lose it. So in a panic, I had to come up with something. I'm like, something unique to me, something unique to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, I was obsessed with One Piece, still am, and with Bleach at the time. So I went, fuck it, Mugiwara Shinigami, and I went with that. And now my family hates me because they hate having to remember that email to send things to. <laughs> Even though I have a new one that has my name, but and then that just that just stuck with me. That became my nickname. But then I shortened it to Mugiwara JM, like towards my college years. JM's my initials. That's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. So we have very similar stories. Uh, I obviously uh, not the uh, the other part you mentioned, but mine was just like I was just obsessed with One Piece and panicked. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can empathize with having to come up with a username off and in the fly. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta you gotta you know make something up so that you're gonna remember, but apparently that no one else is going to. Yeah, my family does this like uh, they're like, oh, John, what's your name? Is that Mugi Water? I'm like. So, I'm like, and I hear I thought Austin was bad with Japanese pronunciation. You're not uh-huh. even trying. <laughs> Second of all, I've had my name email for ever since I was in college because I, I had to do it. I didn't want, like, when I was trying to apply for jobs in animation and all that, it's like, I don't want you guys to remember that email. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that, and and you got into One Piece around the same time as uh, you and I did. Did you, uh, did you start with the four kids dub or did you start with the manga? Like, I got, uh, I started with the manga. I, I I was introduced to it through the manga, but I didn't start actually getting into it until I got to the four kids dub, and I didn't know that it was an edited version. Oh, I, oh. because I had I had watched all the episodes that were running. I was like, well, I want to watch the rest, and apparently they said, well, it's in it's airing in Japan and the subtitle, but it's uh, ed- not edited. I'm like, what do you mean not edited? And I watched. I'm like, oh god, what did they do to this show? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh god. I, uh, I actually was familiar with the fact that it was that like four kids did what they did by that time. So I never got into the dub that came here um, because I was I was some kind of shocked when I was young and I was first, you know, getting into like anime and stuff. I had watched the four kids Yu-Gi-Oh and then read it. (laughs) Yeah. What what a contrast. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, and I don't know if, if anybody's super familiar with the Yu-Gi-Oh manga versus, you know, like the sh- like the edited version of the show. But mm-hmm. the early manga, especially like the first bit before like the whole Duel Monsters thing, mm-hmm. is incredibly violent and like very different than the uh, power of friendship thing that Four Kids was doing. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think in, I think in like the Yu-Gi-Oh Zero manga they call it like he, like the Pharaoh actually kills people. Yes, he does. Yeah, he like totally he, kills people. <laughs> yeah, I saw one on video where my I mean one page where this guy threatened Yami with a gun, but uh, Yami had a lit a lighter on a guy's I said a hand, and also it was covered in in uh, gasoline. So if he fired pulled the trigger. The recoil of the gun would cause the lighter to fall on the gasoline and light him on fire. <laughs> he was pulling like, some jigsaw shit in, oh, that, yeah. in that first like arc. Like that—that's exactly what happened. I know exactly the the 
uh, chapter that you're talking about, yeah, he had like he was he ended up did setting himself on fire, and that was that was fun. That was fun to read as like thirteen year old. <laughs> oh my god! Hello, I would like to play a game. <laughs> All right, I'm sure everyone. that hasn't had any lasting effects on me or anything. <laughs> oh, I wasn't aware that you were uh, weren't finished yet. Continue. Oh no, no, go ahead. Uh, so I was I was just thinking to transition over to the movie. So um, I know Austin hasn't seen any of the One Piece movies prior because this is his first foray into uh, One Piece. Have you seen any of these movies, Luffy? Um, I know that I saw one of them when I was a kid, but I cannot recall which one. It definitely was not this one. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to say that it it was possibly the first one. The first, because mm-hmm. yeah, my cousins were also like really into anime and stuff, and uh, one of them had gotten a hold of a sub like mm. of one of them films, but I do not remember. Which it was one probably I from Kaizuko fan subs, which is where I went to too. <laughs> they, yeah, they're not around anymore. After Funimation did the simul dub, uh, simulcast, they, they they went under and they just fell in obscurity. Plus, they also got Funimation also got the subs faster, so it's like, well, why are we even around anymore? <laughs> Fair. And also, they were cracking down on piracy a lot harder, but uh, after that point too, which is fine. Uh, you know, my, I was I was fine with like One Piece being a sub because it wasn't being offered legally. But then when it was, it's like, yeah, what's the point? Yeah. All right. So, um. It was, it was it, we did the first one earlier and, th- and i've actually seen all of the one piece movies except for the weird 3d ones that they did like there's like one called moogie were a chase i'm not sure if i want to review that one but knowing austin's uh tendency to like want to watch the worst shit possible especially since he started the <laughs> podcast about it he probably wants to make me at some point <laughs> but this one I'm a- but yeah oh, go ahead austin sorry yeah, I remember my sister doesn't trust me to pick movies anymore after I made her watch uh, uh, that weird anime fly movie that she absolutely hated. I thought it was because <laughs> I thought it was because you bought eight copies of Donkey Ali and hit him across your house. <laughs> oh, that Why? too. She, has she still not found the rest of them? Nope, they're hidden. They're lost in time. <laughs> well, that, now it's been so long, you don't remember where they are, so they're going to jump scare you now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, well, why don't we get it right into the movie? So this is movie two, uh, Clockwork Island Adventure. They said that the first one was the only one that was drawn traditionally animated, but I watched the first three sec- three minutes of this to check and make sure it worked okay. This, If it wasn't done traditionally, it certainly looks like it was. I think they've like put a filter over it to make it look like it was. And... Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen all of the movies, but I have not watched one through seven since I was still in high school because they were only through the fan subsites. And yep. to this day, one uh, Crunchyroll has not dubbed them. I actually remember asking uh, Adam Sheehan, who used to work at Funimation, if they were ever going to do the old movies. He said, "We're kind of focusing on capturing, catching up to the series now." But then, when that when that's all done, ask us then. Well, one, he doesn't work there anymore, and number two, <laughs> oh. now they're in Wano, and Wano's still going in the anime. So I'm like, okay, you guys are caught up. What's good? <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, like when like when we're you know all caught up when it's done or whatever, it's still going. It's going to go for like ten thousand years at this point. So yeah, even though we're in the final arc of the anime now, <laughs> of the yep. manga at least. Uh, the anime is still in Wano in Japan, and the English, the Crunchyroll dub is actually in the beginning of Wano now. So they're coming up. They're coming up, and they put them out oh, really man. fast too. Yeah. But uh, 
<laughs> I keep saying we're gonna start, but we never do. So this is a Clockwork Island adventure, and I think this was one. This was one of like the three films that was uh, double billed with Digimon uh, uh, films back then. Like after the fourth, the fourth one on, they, they get their own feature. So this one, like the first one, is like shorter than the other ones are. It's only like. 40 minutes because it was double billed with the Digimon oh, movie. Damn. Like the, th mm -hmm. like the three that they combined into the American release, they were actually double billed with One Piece at the time because Toei did, the, uh, did both series. So, um, does anybody have any expectations going in to the, uh, to the second movie or should we just get right to it? Oh, we can get to it. All right, then let's do that. We have returned from watching One Piece the Movie 2 Clockwork Island Adventure. So let's just hop right in. What did everyone think? Well, uh, for. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, Luffy. Yeah, I guess you go. Oh, go ahead. Well, uh. No, I liked it. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, for uh, basically a featurette movie, uh. I liked it better than the first movie, mainly because it didn't have any Native American racial stereotypes. Yeah. That was. Uh, a Austin. Yeah. yeah, Austin, since you, uh. I think our last one we did like a summary of like the plot, like and and I generally like when you guys you did on uh, your podcast. So did you want to like summarize everything that happened? Actually, you you both can if you want. Oh uh, yeah, it starts off with a beast beach and fan service galore with uh, Nami and Sanji. Yep. Nami, <laughs> like we Luffy is just filling away with some wind up toy while Nami is just sunbathing. With the buns out and the tits out. And Sanji's just uh, skinning all up on that. Rubbing lotion on the back Lucky end. Lucky son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> so soon puts up to the bunch of wow. uh, sandwich on his back. And Usopp, like you said in the comment, Ente Luffy, he had basically a 1920s swimsuit attire. Yeah, he had like the, the, robbers, the robbers they used yeah. to wear back then. <laughs> The little one piece. Well, I, I mean, like, huh. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Luffy sees the golden mayor just selling away. And that's when they realize it's being stolen. Like, everything's under the clothes, the equipment, the weapons. And so, how do they catch up to it? <laughs> the... <laughs> By assault, by assaulting a, a wedding, boat, which is just so <laughs> yeah. assaulting a wedding, and we never see the victim, so they're probably dead. Oh my god! The, the bride, the groom, and also the priest. Yep, yeah. they just stole the entire wedding party's clothing and a swan boat. Which why does a wedding need that? Like, is that what they're going to go off into, like, the sunset in instead of a limo? That oh, sounds fine. horrifying. Yeah. Um, imagine? I imagine the, the ceremony was on a boat, but they had to take the paddle boat to go between the reception and everything. But still. But, yeah. So, they um, follow the thieves to a island in the middle of the ocean as our most One Piece settings. Mm -hmm. Except mm -hmm. that this island has a long spire going up into the sky that is very Jack of the Beanstalk-esque. Like, you can't see the top of it from where we are on the ground. It is buried in the clouds. And did, we, did we mention the Feath Brothers yet? Oh, yeah. no, no. They uh, encounter these uh, Feath Brothers, Borodo and Akishu, who's a little boy. 
Uh, who boasts about how they're going to be the greatest thieves of the sea. But not before for, uh, tripping, tricking him into thinking he was a drowning child. Oh, yeah, to uh, rob this stuff. Very smart little kid. Or dumb pirates. Mm-hmm. Both. Uh, yeah, a bit of both. So, uh, let's see. And so, yeah, the it's uh, Clockwork Island... Other citizens are being held captive by the Trump pirates. <laughs> oh, that yeah, we know. Well. Yeah, the the Trumps were not really relevant at the, in the news at the time when this was a uh, a thing. Plus, also, I mean, Oda is familiar with Jap- with, uh, with Japanese uh, media and, uh, and Hollywood and all that. But I I seriously doubt he could have ever predicted how relevant that name would become. Now, it's also just funny in hindsight, considering everything. That's all I'm going to say. Like, they've always been a famous family, but Mm -hmm. they had not yet become a notorious family Mm -hmm. internationally. Outside the city of New York and state of New York and New Jersey yet, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, during the uh, commotion with the uh, Trump um, pirates, Nami is kidnapped with... By a naked woman. Yes. Oh, God. By a naked woman who's just bathing in the... uh, and the uh, front mast of the ship. Yeah, and like, this was a movie that was built with Digimon, and they just showed her fucking cheeks, like not oh even censoring. They were just floating in the water, double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Hella ass, the sun is out. As long Looking as- Looking like a double-wide surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, as long as there's no nipples, like the Japanese just like don't seem to care. No, yeah, as long as there's no nipples, nipples or vagoots, they're good. Yep. Yeah, they're more relaxed on nudity uh, compared to uh, American media. Yeah, because like in the, the Japanese culture, like nudity is considered like it's like symbolic of life. As long as you're like as long as you're anatomical with it and you're not trying to sexualize, it's whatever. Yeah, like yeah, and it's the opposite with uh, violence from what I've seen, like. Uh, if a media has graphic violence, it's covered with a bunch of warning labels. Yeah, and they, they have like a big thing about decapitation. Like even okay, so you guys know my favorite video game of all time is Medieval. Like, and the mm-hmm. main character is a skeleton with no jaw and one eye, and 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 all the cutscenes they censor him with a knight's helmet. And in the game, every time you start a level, they have the helmet on, and you have to take it off. So they're really really sensitive about depicting um, corpses. Which is just why uh, Mortal Kombat is banned in Japan. It's also interesting that um, they, while they're okay with the nudity, uh, sex acts are still censored. You can't buy uncensored porn. They're not legally allowed to sell it. Yep. And, like, here, as long as you're over 18, you can purchase all the dicks you want. doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So, So, yeah, that's always... That's mm-hmm. always fun. And don't you dare get caught with drugs, or you are done forever. <laughs> yes. Drugs are banned, okay? <laughs> Especially if you're in Japan. They'll they'll erase you from an entire video game franchise. <laughs> but anyway, um, wow, this is I did not expect this conversation to be the one we talked about. If we talked about a uh, what was even that woman's name? All I remember is her fat ass. Honey uh, Queen. I have the One Piece wiki open. Oh, honey, her name was Honey Queen. Yes, the Honey Queen. Yeah, Honey Queen. And yet she didn't have a bee themed devil fruit. No, no, it was she had like water powers. She could turn into water. 
Yeah, well, we we didn't we haven't gotten to that part. We've seen her do it, but she never explained that yet. So, and then yes, and then Nami does get kidnapped. Uh, and the fact that I even have to an- announce during the commentary that start a counter uh, presents a problem that these movies have. But yeah. that's not that's neither here nor there for the moment. So once she gets kidnapped, that's when we are introduced to a character called Bear King Sama, who is the leader of this group of card themed. Uh, pirates. So why they mixed the cards, like the suit theme and the bear theme, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But uh, of course, like most of us in this world, he takes one look at Nami and decides that he wants to wife her. Understandable. And, I mean, who can blame him? We've seen her. We have eyes. <laughs> and <laughs> so... We have her, of course, believing that her crew will come and save her, as they always do. She's right. (laughs) Yes, and cutting cutting between that and the crew in question trying to make their way up the booby-trapped stairs to the floating island. Waiting through the booby traps to get to the boobies. Understandable. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You want to go, Austin? Uh, Yeah, and... Santi uh, kicks away these boulders that are part of the traps, but his feet get badly injured during it because he's wearing sandals instead of his uh, shoes. Yeah, that probably has a lot to do with, like, the power in his kicks because, like, you know, he's guarding his feet from, like, scrapes and all that, but he... Have we also addressed that, like, he was wearing the groom's outfit, but he was also wearing sandals somehow? Oh, yes, right. I did <laughs> ask that. I like, guess it was a beachside wedding on a budget. <laughs> hey, hey, no, don't play a with bu- the headphone A, a budget no. that did have enough, but somehow hey. was short on the shoes. Because the tux probably cost way more. Yeah, sorry about that. But he's just hiding underneath the table, strapping out my headphone wire. As you as you do when you mm-hmm. were a cat. Yeah, and Joe doesn't have his three shirts as they're on the bu- ship. Yeah, because they, they, they didn't just take the going mirror. They took like, their stuff because like they were chilling out, maxing, uh, shooting some people by the beach. Cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. When a couple of guys up, up to no good started taking their going mirror to the neighborhood. All right, I don't want to run that to, in, the, in the ground, but yes, their stuff was taken. Yeah, and uh, Barodo ex- and Akesu, uh Apparently, uh, Barodo said he found Akesu as a baby, and ever since they considered themselves as brothers others and and fellow thieves and as and they meet this couple who explained that they at uh, this uh, big diamond clock which is supposed to be the only treasure they built for the son when he was born which is really overkill yeah and um, uh the bear king was fascinated that they were able to do this so what did he what naturally does an evil pirate want to do oh hey some mechanics let me have them build a giant cannon yeah. So he's enslaved yeah. this. So like in the Gonzok OVA, he enslaved this entire island just to make. Well, you'll, we'll see it when we, when we get to it. But uh, yeah, they they basically been they're they're like a fun loving island that that also is like uh, populated by mechanics, but they're being forced to make a cannon uh, for him. And they, and they want, all have really fancy hair. Uh, yeah, they're like ice cream swirlies. Like um, that, that one of them saw Mister Softy and was like, "You know what? I think I'm gonna do that." And then the whole whole <laughs> island uh, imitated that fit. Yeah, do you have Mister Softy up in Ohio, Luffy? Hmm. Do we have uh, Mister Softy? Yeah, it's like a, a ice cream truck chain. 
The franchise, no. But do we ah. have soft serve ice cream? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, was going to say, like, I've, I could have sworn I saw a Mr. Softy truck, like, when I was to- going down towards uh, Florida last month. But uh, that nah, must have been my imagination. But either way. I mean, it's totally possible. I honestly haven't seen, like, an actual ice cream truck in years. <laughs> All you need like, to know is, like, the mascot is, like, this ice cream dude head, and, like, his hair is the squirrely ice cream. Yes. Hmm. But, yeah, and... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, so, uh, Nami tries to stall for time by, uh, playing poker uh, with strip the pirates. Strip poker! Yes. Strip poker, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, she was playing strip poker, but she was not losing. No! Because, like, uh, um, one of the villains, um, what was his name, uh... I'm just calling him Gasman until I can find his his logical. Uh, uh, right. he has it. right here on the Ricky uh, Skunk, Skunk One. One. <laughs> the Skunk okay. One. Skunk One. He, uh, yeah, he was complaining about how he was uh, if he if he plays again he's gonna be naked. So she mm-hmm. was she was playing strip poker, but I think he was the only one that was still in each hand. <laughs> yeah, and let's see. Hey. Um, hang on, I lost my place. Uh, so, um, if I recall, our heroes, they get to uh, the town. They get some new outfits. At least three of them do. If he doesn't bother with it, he yeah, eats he, food. Yeah, you'll, you'll come to see Austin in the in the movies. He just changes the color of the same outfit he's wearing as, as time goes on. He just, you know, he very rarely gets new fashion. Um, and they make their way towards the... Um, big <laughs> Trump Castle, or <laughs> I, I they just I wish they had called it a tower, it would have been so much more fun. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a tower, it was a tower. So, as they enter, um, they uh get into a hallway that is um very much a like the Star Wars trash compactor scene but from the ceiling and Luffy is trying his hardest to hold it up and so is Zoro until another dude called Pin Joker whose entire theme is that he sucks at remembering idioms mm-hmm. yeah he's he bad looks- he's bad he always remembers one part of a proverb wrong yes that yeah, just- <laughs> apparently fought Zoro at one point but Zoro doesn't remember because why would he and attempts to poison him once again. So Zoro is now knocked out of our lineup. I forgot that Sanji was knocked out right before that. And mm-hmm. because he's not wearing shoes. Yeah. Yeah, because of that, his uh, feet are, are really damaged and bleeding. His athletes were caught up with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And essentially, as the bad guys capture our crew they um hang them up crucifixion style yeah <laughs> on putting them on display and um they're getting knocked down one by one so do you want to go with what happens to Usopp then Austin or John? oh god this this <laughs> scene was hard but like when a uh, skunk one is prepared to gas him cause his gas can paralyze Usopp climbs onto his Back and as he prepares in the air by his own flattering, falls right into Ufsa's mouth, causing his stomach to bolt up. Oh. Like, oh Jesus! 
Mr. Fun. It was awful. <laughs> it was probably the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in the One Piece anything mm-hmm. yeah. ever. So, so if we didn't, if we didn't explain properly, this this character's theme is obviously it's farts, it's gas, and mm-hmm. his suit is built so that he releases it from the bottom, a la like a jetpack valve or however you would like to put it. But yeah, it's not it's, even devil fruit related either. It's like he's weaponized his own flatulence and he stores a, it like a gas bag. It's a big, um, like, so Usopp essentially puts his mouth on a big metal asshole and <laughs> flies away with this man. And of I course, have, that I, is what KOs <laughs> him because why wouldn't it? <laughs> Man, the one time it's actually appropriate to say it, I don't want to say it, but fine. That ass sure can fart. <laughs> oh my god. Oh <laughs> uh, god. Like like yeah. I, I used I like to say that like I like to reference that phrase when uh to like, to disturb Austin, but now I even feel dirty saying it after watching that scene. It was so disgusting. I forgot all about it. And I probably can understand why now. <laughs> Icky. Yeah, it's it's so disgusting. Like I, I I'm laughing, but like when I was watching, I was like, oh Jesus Christ! It was it was it really was rough to sit through. <laughs> but thankfully, it wasn't over. For, it wasn't around for very long. They they kind of like they didn't dwell on it. They moved on, as I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is all of our crew members down. But at this point, while Luffy is left holding up the um room that is trying to squish him into a little pancake man uh Boshido or was Boshudo it's uh Borodo Borodo. I think it was Borodo that's what it is yeah sorry um he decides he admits that he essentially lured them to this island because he wants to um defeat the Trump siblings which I keep they kept going back and forth in um, the subtitles, and I couldn't really quite tell exactly what word they were using um, between crew and siblings. So I'm not actually sure if these characters are meant to be related, like, biologically, or if they are just a crew. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can check the, uh, um, the wiki for them, see if they actually are related. Uh... So... Um, he he admits that he tried to lure the uh, straw hats there because he um, believes that Akisu is from this island and he wants to save, you know, his people and return him to his family of origin. So he goes up the stairs by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he's planning on uh, while the King Ken is... Uh, Completed, and he's planning on using it to execute the uh, straw hats. Bodo appears in the elephant and has like a bunch of dynamite strapped to him, like a suicide bomb, and plans to blow him up. But King Bears points out how dumb that plan was, cause not only would, would that kill them all, but also destroy the wind-up key to the island that's keeping it all together. Mm. So he's in a no-win scenario there. Precisely. And even... But just when things seem hopeless, it's uh, a kiss who catches up and when... And he gets smacked by one of those... By, I believe, it was Pinchoker. 
Luffy sees the uh, beat up little wind up toy at Kesu has fall. And as Sean pointed out, when Luffy is pissed, that's where he finds his true strength as he just starts lifting up a bunch of rooms in a tower that causes a whole. Tall enough for him to escape out of. I was like, half expecting was... like somebody who was like just innocently living in these quarters to just fly out. It's like, oh, I just took the. I just, I knew I should have waited to go to the bathroom later. Like <laughs> he just he my man just destroys this entire place, and then of course we have the crew has now gotten back to. Um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. Then Luffy takes one of the um, the pieces of dynamite, dynamite the sticks. sticks of dynamite, and lights it just because he thinks it seems interesting. Then he immediately becomes bored with it and tosses it aside. Which... But little does he know that it uh, <laughs> lit up all the other dynamite he had. And apparently, at first it looks like it blew up the crew, but... It frees them like they actually survived that blast. Yeah, just the aftermath of the elevator being blown up just like was just enough of a shock to like knock their shackles free, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, they have plot armor, so they'll be fine. Yeah. So, of course, they emerge from the dust and the, you know, debris, and Usopp manages to find his way up to the Going Mary. Retrieving Sanji's shoes and Zoro's swords and tossing them down. Now we have the part where all of the characters break in to fight their respective villain of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I- and I, I would say that um, they, they're they're the characters that were kind of hinted at earlier. So we have Zoro and Pin Joker and. Um, Sanji and I believe the character's name is Boo Jack. He is yes. a big yeah, chonky man, man who mm-hmm. um could roll into a little spiky Sonic ball. Mm-hmm. But also has a hat that's a pig. Which again, like the animal theme doesn't make sense to me. Why not go with like a hedgehog or Sonic the know, pig a, hog? Yeah, exactly. Precise precisely. Sonic Sonic the Hog. Just remove the hedge. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a form of hog, I guess. You're right. Yeah, Sansi does best to decimate him with if kicks now that he has his shoes on and Usopp uh, defeats the skunk un, un guy skunk one because right before he fought he does uh, shoot uh, one of those explosive uh, uh, slingshot ammo at him. Right up his pooper. Right yeah. up the duper. Yeah, and so manages to uh, decimate a pin joker as well, while Luffy ballots Bear King, who ate apparently the stone stone food that makes him rock like hard and tough. He says that his body is like steel, and at one point his arm is uh, superheated, and I couldn't tell if that was that he grabbed something hot and superheated it like steel and then was fighting Luffy with it, or if he was like producing the heat which doesn't make any sense with the devil fruit Austin what did you say what did you say about Bear King's power it makes him rock hard oh my god (laughs) 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 sorry sorry, Luffy I didn't mean to scare you with that one 
No, that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like and, ever since I discovered the "let them come" meme, I've I've been obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah, Barodo manages to uh, get the cannon, tries to shoot Bear King, but misses, and Bear King gets out of prison, about to shoot Brodo, but Akesu surprisingly it just leaps into the way and is shot, and this of course feels a fire on the Luffy who just decimates a spare king and when he gets the cannon tries to shoot at Luffy what does he do? Catch the fucking bomb Tristan in his leg and his arms I think Yep. and he does flinch it right at him just decimating him he drove it back into his chest like a drill bit and, and then yep. made a joke about screw well, that was actually me. I was, was like, well, us, well, well, if Funimation had dubbed this, I, I would have fully expected them to write Luffy going, well, you know what, Bear King? Screw you! Because <laughs> you know four kids would not be bold enough to do that. Mm -hmm. And the naked soap lady, Honey honey Queen, right? Mm -hmm. I almost called her Honey Trap. That wasn't Honey right. Bee. I mean, Honey Queen, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She uh, sees that everyone else is getting busted up, so she turns into... It's supposed to be water, but it's pink, and that just really kind of is. She looks like bubble bath. And according to the wiki, they say she, she's supposed to be like based on like royal jelly or something. Oh. Ah. And um, attempts to escape through the pipes, but Nami manages to catch her in a jar and tape her in. And I immediately now you know in my how head. Rainbow Dash feels. No, Austin, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I was going to say was like immediately as soon as she did that, the little jingle from the Wind Waker when you catch a fairy in a bottle played in my head. I thought you were out my foot, mister. Yeah. You didn't like that joke? No, good boy, buddy. Good boy. <laughs> you deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the problem is it also destroys the key to the island and it starts crumbling. But not before it unveils the diamond heart that starts to play a song. Well, actually, that, that happened after the whole thing came down. Yeah, it was afterwards. Ah. So which, like, is, okay. which is wild to me. It was like everything else fell down, but that was still working. The whole island, um, as it's like crumbling down, we see all the villagers apparently, I don't know, they, they knew this was happening. They're all standing on like the shore, like the edge um, with their little backpacks, which at first I thought were like... Um, like supplies until they jumped and we saw that everybody had like parachutes. So there were parachutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is when the song starts playing that we see it's the fancy diamond clock that everybody had mentioned. And it plays the same tune as Akisu's music box, which of course they make the connection that the soft serve couple are Akisu's parents and she had sent um, him away Moses style on the sea um, to try to prevent him from being put under the Trump pirates regime. Which I still don't think this is the greatest plan for if you're going to give up your baby. You have to hope that somebody else will find that child. Uh, I mean, we we, 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 we were watching the Prince of Egypt, but I only saw the first 10 minutes. So I don't know how that ended. I was desperate. <laughs> Thank God. Well, I'm not sure that it would have worked out super great for everybody who's not Moses. That was just, that was wild. He managed to, 
you know, he managed to somehow, as a baby, find his way to, like, a queen and, like, a whole life of royalty, but as an adult got lost in the desert for 40 years. Interesting. Yeah, but, but, but this kid, is when he was a baby, uh, before he turned one, he stole his first formula. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, go ahead, Austin. You can finish it out. So, yeah... Akesu and his family reunited, and Bodo decides to set sail, thinking Akesu would be happier with his people. But surprisingly, Akesu snuck on board and insisted that they're, they're thief brothers for life. Which was actually very sweet. Yeah. And as I pointed out in the commentary, he don't know those people that he tried that his brother tried to leave him with. He just met them, like yeah. like five minutes ago. <laughs> Yeah, he probably figured like, well, it's nice to see my family, but like, they he probably wants to go back and uh, hang out with uh, Borodo, which uh, I guess they supported, even though he's going to be living a life of crime. <laughs> eh, there's there's a bunch of pirates everywhere. Like, I feel like crime is just not even seen as something that bad in the One Piece. Universe. Depends on depends on who you ask. <laughs> it also depends, I think, on who's doing it. Yeah, and what you're doing. Yeah, if a villain does the same thing that the Straw Hats do, the bad guy, the villain, is going to be uh, treated badly for it, even if it's the exact same action. But that's how being a protagonist works anyway. So, And I guess that was the end of the movie. It was. Mm-hmm. So um, now that we've basically reviewed it, what's... Uh, Actually, before we give our final thoughts, we have to go through our categories. And, uh, oh, that's right. And... Um, I don't really have a hard rule on this, but I would prefer if nobody like stole the same answer. Cause like once someone claims something, that's their answer. You have to come up with another one. So uh, the first category is who was the MVP or most uh, valuable pirate, or this could be just your favorite character. So Luffy, because you're our guest, you get to go first. Um, I'm going to say the MVP this time around was not a pirate. I think it was a Kisu. I yeah. think that he... Um, ah, you stole my answer. <laughs> I think that that little kid pulled it out. He uh, was smart enough to think to make himself like a um, a bulletproof vest out of just a piece of scrap metal. He, like, was just very... Um, he was a very cute character and I thought that he did a really good job of growing up and maturing as a character within such a limited uh, time slot. And so I yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not he's not like on the level of that one kid from the Gonzak OVA, but he was pretty cool. Mm. And he was willing to took a freaking bullet. Yeah, M- Madaka that I looked up her, I looked her up while we were talking that she doesn't have that for her, but she does have like putting on armor and like fighting a pirate horde herself. Mm-hmm. Like she's not even from the official anime, but she's she's still the coolest uh, 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 non-canon kid. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, Austin, I guess I'll just let you go next before I pick one. Okay. Let's see. Uh, see. Uh, since uh, Luffy stole my answer, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Luffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, no surprise, cause not only was he able to bust out of a collapsing room trap and just uh, shoved up a bunch of stories worth of rooms he <laughs> defeated 
And uh, Bell King with his own secret weapon, like in the Gonshack uh, OVA. Mm-hmm. All right, like, <laughs> holy shit. I, I, it's still wild that I have to compare this to Gonzok, but Gonzok still has like Luffy's like hardest defeat ever. He threw a guy into a nuke. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, I, mm. I, I still remember that. Like the nuke was fired. He's like, no, I'm throwing you into it. And that was the end of him. <laughs> and that is how you end a war. Yeah, throw the guy who fired the nuke into the nuke. It's like you know what you want to fire the weapon. Well, you're gonna be the first one to take the bullet. You, you'll be the cra- you'll be the test dummy. That's uh, great. So that means it's me. Um, gonna be honest with you, I'm actually gonna surprise you both. I think it was Sanji. Oh, because like Sanji had a handicap. He did not have his shoes for whatever reason. But once he got them, he made quick work of probably one of the most forgettable villains in any of these films. <laughs> Like like it's like yeah. it's like oh it's not because he was weak he just didn't put his shoes on. <laughs> so yeah like I I think he really cleaned. Is it too late to change my answer actually? Wait uh, what what were you what's the answer gonna be? I'm changing it to Usopp the man swallowed farts oh, and lived God. to tell the oh, tale. Jesus Christ! Uh. He swallowed farts and lived. He sacrificed so much for us. <laughs> he 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 literally ate the booty to save us all. Oh Dead. no. No. So I'm uh Sanji, I'm sorry. I'm changing my answer to Usopp. He he literally well yeah, we're we're joking, but it's like he weaponizes like farts. That was actually was poison gas. He and he just like had a theme for making it fart related, but he regardless, he swallowed them and lived. That yeah. I think deserves all the credit in the world. Okay, so that was our uh, was our most valuable pirate. Who does everyone think was the least valuable pirate here? I I uh, I got an easy answer to that. I was gonna I was gonna give it to you anyway. Honey Queen. Hey, what a loser! <laughs> yeah, I yeah, because uh, uh, she uh, didn't really do much in this movie when fighting against the straw hats, and she fucking tried to flee. And ended up in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> You're going in a jar. <laughs> uh, yeah, she really... I actually even forgot she was around for a while. So yeah, she was. She yeah. really was fucking worthless. Lisa gave us the booty. Unfortunately, uh, Oda's sexism shining through. <laughs> well, I mean, there's two characters who provided the booty, but I don't like the other way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and... <laughs> Who's next? Uh, let Luffy go because I have not picked one yet. Um, actually, Austin, this time we were even because you stole mine. I actually <laughs> yeah! I hate to say this, but because I love her deeply, but Nami, because uh, yeah. she was honestly she was really sidelined for the yep. majority mm-hmm. of the plot. She really didn't have a lot of agency, and I think that it's wild how often this girl is like kidnapped and and i'm expected to think that she can't get herself out of it like she's incredibly crafty i think that she could manage and she did prove it by stealing their money exactly like girl just run at that point (laughs) yeah i don't think i've seen a fight in a manga yet no you're you no give it time give it time okay okay it that's, definitely takes time. That's 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 coming. So don't worry. Um, 
I had I, I, my answer while I was listening to you guys. I didn't have one, but I immediately thought of it because I, I mentioned in the commentary. Baroto, he was, he's like, I want you to defeat the Trump pirates, but I'm not going to help you out of a jam to help you do that. Yeah, like he was just like, mm, I guess you guys are going to get squished, and it's up to yeah, me now. Yeah, that was going to be my second pick. I, 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 I'm going to I'm going to take your ship, and I understand the taking the uh, ship to lure them to the thing, but I did not understand trapping them in the. The, the the crushing hallway and then not, and then not helping them while telling them while telling Luffy and Zoro to their faces I lord you here to help you defeat the Trump pirates by the way though good luck getting out of the crushing hallway yeah mm -hmm. like very very not helpful like he he literally proclaimed that he was worthless by doing that so easy pick for me all right so the next is. What is everyone's favorite scene in the movie? And Luffy, since you're our guest, I'm letting you go first. Hmm. The, the best scene in the movie. Or your favorite. It doesn't have to be the best scene. I liked... Um, out of all of them, I think that I liked the scene in the crushing hallway when Zoro like, leaps in front of Luffy and takes all the like darts. The fart darts. Aww. Yeah. That's what I should have called them. Shit, they're fart darts. I got it. <laughs> I, um, I thought that that was nice. I think that it was even a little shippy. I just think that Zoro is, is such a badass when he, like, essentially uses himself as a human shield for... Oh, uh, definitely. It's like, it's hot. I like it. Yeah, so it's how devoted he is to his captain. Yeah. He does it with other crew members and stuff too. It just it shows that he's just a really he's a stand up guy. Except like Sanji. It. Except Sanji. Mm -hmm. He thinks Sanji can protect himself. I think. Well, they also that Austin hasn't seen has seen like little bits and pieces of it, but as the series goes on, Zoro and Sanji fucking hate each other. They <laughs> and you must know that they are in fact the most popular ship in the fandom. Yeah, because of that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, the more characters hate each other, the more the fandom wants to see them hate fuck each other. And exactly. it's never been more true, I think, in any fandom ever than Zoro and Sanji. Honestly, I, I'm okay with that ship. If it's well-written, it's fun. Especially if they're still arguing while they're fucking. Exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, that is some real hate fucking right there. You better believe it. Um. All right, so Luffy went. So um, best scene for me... Uh, hmm. I'm I'm gonna go with Luffy chucking seven stories over his head. Oh, that was, that was my scene. <laughs> oh my God, I like I I I was legitimately glad that there was nobody currently occupying those uh, rooms, and I was because I would have been like very sorry for even if it was just a crime. It's like he was just taking a shit, and now he's going out the window. Sorry, Austin, you gotta pick your own. Okay, uh... Okay. I guess I can't really think with my head, so I'm gonna have to go with my dick for my favorite scene. I'm, that could be That anywhere. is when, uh, Nami is sunbathing and takes a bra so Sanji can rub sun lotion on her back, and... Oh, it's just working out shirtless, working up a sweat. That, that's pick, my pick favorite one. scene. <laughs> pick one. Oh, well, technically, have his back to back, so it's technically one scene. Oh, god damn it! I, th I thought you were referring to the scene. <laughs> I thought you were referring to the scene where, where Zora ripped his shirt off. That was a good scene. He ripped yeah, that his was tore a good scene, off. but uh, 
I, I also thought you were going to go for when Honey Queen has her butt cheeks out to the sun. That was my second choice. Can we but also bring say. up for a minute, too? She's a Devil Fruit user, but she was bathing. Yeah. Well, from what I Maybe she was bathing in her own uh, water essence. Mm -hmm. I'd refer if you didn't refer to it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I don't know. Has it ever really been discussed if they can bathe or not like i always thought it was i, I thought that so. like the issue was salt water oh, um yeah good there's point. another character that has devil fruit powers that has bathed in water and i think it was fine as long as it's like shallow yeah like although i've seen in like future color walks where like they go swimming luffy's got a uh inner tube <laughs> maybe that's... he just never bothered after he learned that he would never be able to swim, he just well, yeah, yeah that Luffy strikes me as the type is like, well, he didn't need to learn it, so he just didn't bother. Mm -hmm. And then he ate the gum gum fruit as a kid anyway, so it, it didn't matter at that at that point. Mm -hmm. Plus, other reasons I won't get into because there are spoilers for later stuff for Austin. Okay, yeah, like like I'd be able to explain it further. Like, yeah, but no, I don't want to ruin that stuff. Okay. I want to break tradition here because I think we're all going to agree. Can we all collectively agree what the worst scene was? Yes. Yeah. Three, Usopp. two, one. Usopp eating the farts. Yep. That, yep, that was. That uh, is without a doubt the worst scene. And what made it worse was how his stomach bulged and inflated. Yeah, like this is a special case where I think we can all agree what the worst scene was. That was uniquely terrible. Yep. That was. I don't think we would have we any of us would have been able to come up with anything else aside from that one. My other one would have been I brought you here to fight the Trump pirates. Okay, see you. Have fun yep. with the have fun with the trash compactor from Star Wars. <laughs> like I don't know. I just that see that fart fart scene, it stands out. Like I, like I must have like like looked away from my screen when I was watching that because I legitimately like that would have been burned in my brain if I if I saw that prior. There's no way I remember that scene at all, or I repressed it. Yeah, like <laughs> I I wouldn't put put uh, it past anyone to want to repress it. As soon as this podcast is done recording, I'm going to forget that it ever happened <laughs> until you listen to the episode later. And, and then I go, oh no, that scene. <laughs> Yeah, it'll, it'll just flash forward. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know if you ever played it, but uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, like when uh, Snake remembers something from his past, like you press a button and it rapidly comes back like a war flashback. It'd be like that. <laughs> Basically, I'm going to be like Link in Breath of the Wild when we hit, when he hits one of his little memory uh, <laughs> like, areas and he just like, <gasps> like, like It's one of those and you just hear the, you just hear the fart reverb meme and then it, it ends. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, come to think of it, because I'm in the uh, Nintendo Homebrew uh, chat. Oh, God <laughs> damn it, John. God damn. Don't look at me. Blame Discord for making soundboards a thing. Yep. Okay, so um, we have a couple more categories left now. So uh, this one might be easy for everyone. Best fight. What's everyone's favorite oh, fight? Best fight. Hmm. I liked the uh, Zoro fight the second time around uh, with Pinjack when he got his swords back. I yes, that was fun. It's like, oh, that yeah, that's uh, I got my swords back. Now you're dead. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Sanji versus uh, Boojack. 
Ah, that was going to be mine. Because, he got his shoes back, you mean? Yeah, because, yeah. But when he got his shoes back, because once he got his shoes, it was... It was basically like Ash, uh, Ash Ketchum turning his hat backwards. It's like, oh, now you're now you're done. Mm-hmm. And uh, ba- basically, I just got to watch him kick Sonic the Hedgehog around. <laughs> All right, Austin, yeah. now you have to pick something else. Uh, boy, I'm going to have to go with uh, Luffy versus Bear King. Like, at first, it was hard for him to uh, take on Bear King because of how tough he was. Especially with that burning hand, but... As soon as he pissed him off by attacking a Keshu, that Luffy's sheer willpower took over. Like, he withstood uh, the intense heat and burns just to kick his ass. Like, holy shit. Yeah, you cross Luffy, it's over for you. Mm-hmm. And, so, and sometimes the reasons he fights you are really fucking stupid, but that was like one of the best ones. It's like you, you, you made a child upset. Um... And I guess now we should go with the worst fight. And considering we named most of the fights, can we all just collectively agree on breaking tradition? Can we all agree Nami versus Honey Queen? (laughs) Because because, because all she did was run. Mm -hmm. I can't even name Usopp versus um, um, Skunk one because he just farted in his mouth and then he threw... And then in the second fight, he just shot him in the ass with the explosives. So what? I wouldn't really consider that a fight, and neither would I. Nami versus Honey Queen. Like, but I have to say that I that I least feel like Usopp had a little bit more agency. There was like an actual confrontation rather than trapping someone who was fleeing like an animal. Like. So yeah, I have to agree. I thought Nami's fight was worse. Yeah, that's why I'm not nominating Usopp for this category. Yep. So I think let's break tradition for now. Our worst can be, it's pretty obvious what was the worst. Yep. Okay, so then uh, our third to last category is review the villainy of the villain, especially compared to previous One Piece villains. How does everybody feel about the villainy of the, the Bear King and the Trump Pirates? extremely bland characters yeah they were forgettable and they uh once once they uh store hats got all their gear and stuff back they made quick work of him and one didn't even do anything yeah she just ran and that got jarred so i'll rate these guys say uh team Skull out of a Team Rocket. Excuse me, you do just slander Team Skull on my podcast? <laughs> I mean, no one treats him seriously in Pokemon either. That's the fucking point. <laughs> they're supposed yeah. to be lame. And then, and, they're and, and, and then spoilers for Pokemon Sun and Moon, they actually kind of like redeem themselves in the end. Because Guzma's uh, actually cool. Alright, alright, alright. I'll change him to a Kremlin out of a Team Rocket. If that makes you better. I was also going to say, say go with Team Flare. Uh, t- uh, team Flare out of Team Rocket. Because Team Flare, they're... Actually, no. Team Flare is like, kind of like... <laughs> they, they're kind of like into eugenics, uh, sort of. So maybe not that one. Um, yeah. But um, I was trying to think. But, like, yeah. They like they jobbed hard. Rather, like, compared, like... I don't even, To be honest with you, I don't know if any of you guys remember. I don't remember their motivation. It was just, like, we took over an island. Now what? It- now make us a gun. I think what was really confusing is I thought that the motivation initially was the diamond clock, but it seems like it was there the whole time and they just didn't take it. I don't know. That just yeah, and it was in a see-through floor, so it's not like they didn't know it was there. 
Yeah, they were they were pretty uh, pathetic. Yeah, like not not to mention the uh, confusion theme and like oh, we're themed after the fifty-two cards, and no, actually, we're themed after animals. Somewhat. Not, yeah, and also our powers don't have anything to do with them. Yeah. With our animal motifs. Yeah, they just they didn't have any cohesion or uh, flair. And I guess I could say that I I could tell that Oda wasn't really involved in that because if if he does have one talent as a writer, it is coming up with very interesting and memorable villains. Oh, yes, definitely. yes. And, when we get to the later villain uh, <laughs> movies, you will see that. Yeah. So like this um, particular set just felt very. They were they were just cardboard cutouts to be punched around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't. I didn't even understand uh, Bear King's powers. Like it's the stone stove fruit, but his hand lit on fire. Yeah, I didn't. It felt like steps were missing, and I don't know if that's maybe because of the uh, length. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, in hindsight, you could make the argument that he was doing a certain something that characters later reveal that they can do, Luffy. That I won't tell Austin just yet. Like I can sort of see an argument for that, but but we're judging this as it, well, we're judging this as it is when they made it. So lame, yeah, <laughs> lame, and also there's no cohesion or uh, consistency with it. Exactly. So um, I'm gonna give them. God, what's the worst fucking filler I've seen? Like, I'm gonna give them a Jinkaria out of ten. <laughs> Jinkari was the uh, oh, so he was the big bad of the uh, filler arc on Bleach everyone hates ah okay and if you listen to uh, if you watch Gigaboots uh, their their uh, patrons like to reference Jinkari constantly because they, they know <laughs> they, how, they know how much they hated that arc again um, I never really got into Bleach but I remember people complaining about that character just don't even bother with that arc. <laughs> just don't. From what I've heard, it's just a complete waste of sixty episodes. That's um, just too many. Yeah, Luffy. Did you give your thoughts on the villains or uh, already, or did you have more to say? No, I, I just think that they're very bland. There's really not much more to say about them. They're they're just not. They're not really cohesive characters. And that's part of the problem. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I'm now really fixated on like Honey Queen being named Honey Queen and apparently being based on Royal Jelly and having literally nothing distinctly bee themed to her like outfits or anything. Like none of you went to the same store. None of you are playing in the same band. Yeah, they they she was she was just there to be fan service. That's literally all she was for. It it does it doesn't help that she was jarred at the end too. Yep. Uh, definitely. Um all right, so second to last and our last category before we go over final score, um I rate the opening slash ending. Well this had the ending, and honestly, it was the second opening to the anime, which I think is fine. Not certainly not high up with the rest of them, and I thought, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's, yeah, it did see some upcoming stuff in the series, though. Yeah. It's, it, 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 was, it was just the second season's opening. What, what can I say about it? Yeah, and it's yeah. not like, it's definitely not um, as impactful as some of their later openings. Um, it's It doesn't have a lot of uh, movement in it. 
there's there's a lot of characters, but it's not like like Mob Psycho's early op- like uh, openings for season one and two mm-hmm. have just this really beautiful, smooth animation. But I mean, it was a bajillion years ago, so yeah, I will it, give them some forgiveness there. But, yeah, it, it has. Yeah, so we're sorry. Were yeah. you finished? No. Oh, well. yeah. Um, and like it has a beat that I don't remember, but it, it's not up there with like the JoJo or early One Piece blaring jazz saxophones that that won't that'll stick with me for the rest of my life. It's oh, not JoJo. It's, <laughs> the, like the first JoJo opening that's in my it's, head for the oh, rest yeah. of my life. Like that 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 opening part with the horns it, it's burned in your brain forever. It's it's not anywhere close to that. Uh, so I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a solid six out of ten. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it didn't leave much of an impression on me. Uh, yeah, it's a five out of ten. The only reason it ever will leave an impact on you is if you watch the anime episode to episode because it's the opening from episode fifty to like one hundred and thirty. I don't know, but around that range, that's the only reason you're gonna remember it. Because if you're marathoning the anime, you will remember it because you're stuck with it unless you skip the openings. Yeah. I'm gonna also go with like a five. Yeah, it's, it's good. I know they get better. Not great, not later. bad. It's good. All right, and that leaves brings us to our final. What are we giving it on the fruit score? The movie, one piece, of the movie to Clockwork Island Adventure. What is our final score? We just give our like a summary of our thoughts, and then we'll be we're rating it. Luffy, you are our guest. You're going first. Um, you said it was out of five or out of ten. Uh, honestly, I don't have a hard rule, so you, you could, I, I'd say go with ten or five. Doesn't matter. Uh, well, since we did out of five for the last question, I am going to say three out of five for this because mm. it was cute, but um, it kind of felt more like an episode, probably because of the limited runtime. Uh, yeah. it didn't really have a chance for me to like get really into the characters or the villains or anything because it just didn't have enough time. But I think maybe if it had been longer, it might have been better and more interesting. Like, I think that the, that the speed really uh, was a detriment to it. Yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, I think a five score is easier to keep track of. Like, I, I do tens yeah. on my media threads, but, like, that's because like, I'm reviewing all kinds of stuff. So, uh, yeah. but for this, it's a little bit easier. Uh, Austin, your turn. Yeah, I'll give it a two and a half out of uh, five. Like uh, Luffy said, uh, kind of feels like it was an episode, like a two-part episode in a filler arc. And while there were some funny scenes and fan service, they gave us some pretty unmemorable characters. Yeah. I mean, and even uh, some even worse villains. Especially Skunk One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Skunk One is like the he's like the bottom of the barrel, definitely, or the bottom of the quarrel, as Pinjoker would say. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Um, other than Pinjoker's quirk and unfortunately Skunk One's bit and Honey Queen's buttocks, I don't. Uh, I'm gonna forget these villains tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Um. And it feels like the pacing of it was like really, really fast. But I know it's because they double build this with Digimon. But I'm judging the product as it is. It's really just passable. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go with Austin. I'm gonna go with like two and a half out of five. It, yeah. it really was just passable in terms of uh, quality. 
Yep, I, I got nothing more to say than that. It's definitely one of the weaker ones, and I imagine these first three kind of are that until they start getting the big budget and more of Oda's fingerprints on them. Uh, but for now, I just thought this one was okay, and I'm hoping. Yeah. I, I know I, the, I know the best is yet to come, so it's just getting through all the weird ones first. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, once the cast starts getting bigger mm-hmm. and um, One Piece starts making even more of an impression in its characterization that can be imitated a lot easier, I think the movies also start getting better. Especially when Oda gets his fingertips in. And that too. Definitely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for a review of One Piece the Movie 2 Clockwork Island Adventure. Thank you all so much for watching and special, special thank you to our special guest Luffy for joining us. And thank you. Oh, for yeah, it's great to have you on here. Yeah, you are more than welcome to come by anytime you want. Especially, hell, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, if you want to come on for more movie reviews, you, yeah, you made this a delight. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so. I would love that. Um, so before we sign off, uh, Luffy, where actually can they uh, find you uh, on social media should anybody want to follow you? Oh, um, I don't really have a huge amount of social media at this point, but uh, I am. Prince uh, hyphen Luffy on Tumblr and uh, Prince Luffy 412 on Twitter. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, Austin, I think I know we we do this every time, but it's, it's, it's fair to like show everybody where we are. Uh, how about you? Yeah. So I'm a guest. I'm a co-host on what the F was that, which is a co-host as a podcast. I co-host with uh our friend Rupia Goddess, or Rudy as we like to call her. And we review some of the weirdest pieces, most obscure pieces of media we can find. I like, it is, if it's weird and lesser known, chances are we're going to review it. And it doesn't even have to be bad, just downright bizarre. And we are going to be doing a, it's going to be old by the time this goes up, but we are reviewing the infamous German animated movie Filet Day. Oh, God! Yeah, I remember I remember you said you couldn't make it through that movie. It's the only movie I quit watching because my stomach was churning. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. So you didn't make it to the live cat dissection scene, I imagine. No, no. Once I saw the thing with the puppet strings, I was done. Oh, 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 it gets worse after that, John. And also, <laughs> Luffy, I think you and I have actually been guests on this podcast on two separate occasions. Yes, I was, at least once, I was um, where they did Paprika, and I'd love to do it again in the future. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, the movie that Christopher Nolan stole the plot from. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I, I had, it's been a while since I saw the movie, but I'm like, no, Christopher Nolan stole this for Inception. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He did. He basically admitted that it was heavily inspired by it. Oh, yeah. Heavily inspired. You guys can't see my quote fingers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was on the uh, Christmas tree episode. I recommended it to them, and they're like, hey, John, you want to be on this one? I'm like, oh, God, I have to watch it again, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, yep. And then also, you can find Jad Peanuts, Austin, as well as myself on Super Bonus Round, which you're probably listening to this episode on. It's uh, the Let's Play channel that I do with my friends, including Jad Peanut. This is going on in October, and I'm pretty sure we're going through our Halloween playthrough. So it's fair to say what we're um, actually doing right now. We just finished a playthrough of AI The Somnium Files. Um, we may have finished Like a Dragon Ishin. 
And uh, me and Rich hopefully have finished Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. But my plan, should, unless they've changed this month, are me and Austin are doing a playthrough of Resident Evil 5 co-op. Ooh. Um, I th- and I'm trying to see if I can get Rich and Austin to do a playthrough of Luigi's Mansion since we had to get rid of the old playthrough because uh, I won't get into the reasons why. Also, um, Alan Wake 2 is coming uh, out soon. Me and Rich got, oh, have damn. to do that because we did the first one together. Um, I don't know what else is up, but also uh, we also plan on doing Like a Dragon Guide and the Man Who Erased His Name when that comes out in November. And uh, yeah, I I can't I can't speak too much because we're recording this way ahead. I, our plans could suddenly change. And also, if you want to see more from me, I also stream on Twitch. I'm MookieWarJM, all one word. Uh, I largely stream JRPGs or stuff in my backlog. I'm probably still on my Final Fantasy marathon. Uh, as I'm recording this, I haven't even started three yet. I'm probably on six by the time you guys are listening to this. And um, I, during Halloween, I like, to, I like to play the Resident Evil games. Uh, my favorite game of all time, Medieval, which is going to be a little bit somber this year because it was my dad's favorite too. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so uh, check me out on Twitch and check out every, all of our wonderful people on this podcast uh, out. And don't forget to support us on pa- at Patreon too if you're able. All right, so thank you guys again so much for listening. We'll see you guys for the next episode where Austin and I are going to cover One Piece, the first television special, Adventure in the Ocean's Naval. And then oh, we'll start the uh, Baroque Work Saga in episode 23. Oh, also, also uh, that, but I'm, I'm probably getting the numbers wrong too because the One Piece Netflix show is coming out in August. We might be doing special reviews of that too. So so that might throw my episode count out of order. All right. Thank you guys again so much for uh, listening. And remember, oh, actually, uh, I'll just redo this outro. And for the uh, Binging the Devil's Fruit, I've been John Mugiwara JM. I've been Chad Peanut. And I've been Luffy. And remember, when Binging the Devil's Fruit, it's always better to take your time consuming it. Otherwise, you won't be able to enjoy it and you might choke. All right. Have a good one, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for binging the devil's fruit with us today. If you'd like to enhance your binging experience even further, for just $3 a month, not only do you get access to episodes one week before they go live for the public, you also get exclusive access to our commentary tracks for our One Piece anime movie special reviews on our Patreon. The review episodes themselves will always be free to all listeners, but if you want the commentary tracks, that's patreon.com slash superbonusround. Thanks for your support.